Hello and welcome to the Golden Rock Podcast, bringing you some of the latest and greatest Pokemon news and a few laughs along the way. Before we begin, we can jump around the podcast by using the timestamps in the description below. This is really weird because I've had to flip it and there's a reason why. I'm Ben, and as always, I'm joined by fellow Pokemon enthusiast Connor, as well as special guest Lewis. Hello to both of you. Hi. How are you doing, fellow? This is going to be weird. See, now, now. <laughs> we, 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 we have had two of us on this podcast for 14 weeks now, and now we're adding a third person in, and everybody's going to be sat there going, is it my turn to talk? What? Do I get to speak now? I don't want to talk over anybody else. You need like a Pokeball. If you're holding the Pokeball, it's your turn to speak, okay? Ah. I mean, none of us can see one another, but if we just imagine a Pokeball. So right now I'm holding this Pokeball, which means I can I can speak. So before we jump into, we've got a little bit of news from the Pokemon Nintendo. Well, the, the Pokemon news from the Nintendo Direct. But uh, Lewis, on, who are you? Talk about why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm actually Captain Fidget's editor um, on the YouTube channel. So. Pretty much any of the videos that you watch um, will, of course, have been presented by the wonderful Connor here, uh, but will have been edited by myself. So he's he's being very modest there. He takes on, yes, an editing role, but he basically directs a lot of it now as well. That's true. To an extent. So, for instance, I will I will write, I will record my end, and then edit all the audio and send that off to him. And he will take that raw audio and turn it into a video. It's like all the visuals are his ideas. All the animations are his ideas. Everything that comes up on screen other than my voice is completely him. The guy is oh, wow. a, he's nice. a wizard. <laughs> Thank oh, you. That's, that's what I, I love tell to you hear. what. That's what I love to hear. Ever since um, we've moved to these theory videos on the Captain Fidget channel, uh, I, I have to say to a degree, I've ended up sort of animating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and that—that's a different world. <laughs> I can—I can imagine the the theory videos are, are very different than the nuzlocks. The nuzlocks are kind of they're quite easy to once you once you get into the routine and you know what you're doing. Nuzlocks are quite e- easy to do, but theory videos and and I, I've not done theory video theory videos, but I've done top five videos. And I know that like people just like to see things constantly happening on screen, and you're having to you know, fill in these areas where you someone's talking, but you're thinking, oh, I need something to be happening on screen. And it's constantly shifting between, okay, showing this, showing this, showing this. Otherwise, you just think that there's a risk that people are going to get bored and click off it. And I'm, I'm sure we all agree here, and people that don't do content might not realize that, you know, a five-minute video takes way longer to pull together you're talking hours spread over days that bleed into weeks Absolutely. Uh, so i like we we get how much time and effort goes into these and you know what Luis, you do an absolute bang up job the the videos that you've done for connor are absolutely amazing um do we want to talk a little bit about why you're joining us for this episode Luis? absolutely which is why are you joining us? <laughs> uh, Obviously not for your skills in podcasting, buddy. No, sorry. Uh, <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> oh, you can tell we go way back. Yeah. You can. You can. Uh, so this week, um, we are going to be doing a little bit of a dive into the first Pokemon movie. Um, and when I say doing a bit of a dive, I don't just mean 
you know, having ha- having a discussion. Uh, but we've gone ahead and seen the it it was one of the Japanese releases. Um, I think Connor, you know exactly which one. Yeah, we'll Wait, go into that well, later. I'll bring it right, up later. Okay, Don't worry. I, okay, right. I've got it. I've got some questions there. So before we jump into that, I just wanted to very quickly touch on the recent Nintendo Direct. Um, because I don't know if you saw it, but there was a little bit of Pokemon news in there. We are finally getting Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon Stadium 2 coming to the Nintendo Switch Online, as long as you've got the expansion pack subscription. Now, apparently they're coming along next year, so 2023. So we've got to wait a little bit longer. But what do you guys feel about this news? Um, you excited? So, so weirdly enough... Me and Lewis have actually spoken about this many, many times about we them bring Pokemon Stadium to Nintendo Online, uh, the N64 nice. Online expansion pass. We were like, look, if they bring it there, it'll actually give me a reason to go out and buy the expansion pass. Mm. But, and it was a very big but, they had to include the Game Boy games on Nintendo Switch Online first. I need yeah, red, I blue, yellow, gold, silver, crystal mm-hmm. on Nintendo Switch Online, part of the expansion yep. pass, preferably but at least give them to me. Have them available on the Switch so that I can transfer my Pokemon from yeah. red, blue, and yellow into Stadium. Into the game. Yeah, I get that. Otherwise, you're just it's... using rental teams, which are garbage. Yes, and which, I, are, which are rubbish. I have only ever played that game with rental teams, and it it was oh, actually one, you... it was oh. one of the earliest reasons I didn't get into competitive Pokemon because I thought I was right. just no good. Oh, I will. So when I played it when I was a a kid, now I didn't have an N64. I had to borrow one. uh, And my friend that I borrowed it from literally had the transfer pack. I had Pokemon Yellow. There is nothing better than seeing these 2D mons that you have grown up with with their sprites ported over into a full 3D game using all the moves and the nicknames that you've given them. It is absolutely amazing amazing so of course a little bit disappointing because one of the news that they've said is that you can't bring pokemon across from other games to battle um obviously there's no transfer kit or that kind of functionality currently with the nintendo switch um a little bit i don't know why they haven't done something with pokemon home because surely that would be it's the not bridge like unfortunately no, it's not, it's not that i know i know because they all use different they're all built on different software with probably different code. and So you've got to consider that easy. the last thing the Game Boy games were available on were the DS. Mm. So you're talking about trying to make... Uh, I think Sarah B. Joe had a very good set of tweets about it that basically I saw trying, them, to yes. get, trying to get home to integrate with it. I mean, they've only just managed to get home integrated with Brilliant Diamond Shining Girl <laughs> and Legends Arceus. You know, it's, yes. it's clearly not an easy feat. And you can't do anything with the DS because, well, the DS store is shutting down in a couple of months. Yeah. Like, yeah. so having these services available is, isn't really the way forward. It needs to be the red and blue, yellow need to be available yeah. on the Switch. Yeah. That's yeah. the only way forward. And I'm really surprised they haven't done it yet. They would make yes. so much money. You, you put those in the expansion pass. You do a Game Boy expansion pass. That's it. You sell it instantly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Make it like I don't know why they don't do a Pokemon expansion pass. Like, okay, online costs you this much a year, but for an additional five, ten, fifteen, what whatever they decided, you would get a choice of one gen one game, one gen two game, and Pokemon Home included. Like, 
People would go crazy over that. People would be snapping at the heels to get that. So I don't know why they're doing it. One thing that they have said that will be available, though, is the mini games in both of the stadium tiles, tiles will be playable online. So you'll be able to play multiplayer modes for them, which is a nice little feature. Pokemon Mario Party. Pretty much, pretty much. And I, I did enjoy playing them as a kid, but I must admit, as someone that has transferred Pokemon over and played Pokemon Stadium, it's a little bit disappointing, but... As soon as I saw it announced, I thought, nah, we're only getting rental teams, aren't we? I mean, that's, that's it. The thing is, with Pokemon Stadium on the N64, it's the kind of the whole point of that game is transferring your Pokemon from handheld mm. onto the big screen. They, they made a change with that with the GameCube, with um, Gale of Darkness and Colosseum. Um, but they kind of went back to that formula on the Wii with Battle Revolution. Um, mm-hmm. trading across your diamond and pearl and platinum mons. So, because of course, back in the day, that used to be actually how competitive was held was in Battle Revolution. Yeah. So it's it it almost feels like it's kind of a husk of a game without that feature. <laughs> well, yeah, the other thing as that. well is like, what was the big selling point of Stadium back in the day? You get to see your Pokemon in 3D fight yep. each other. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we have Sword and Shield. <laughs> it exists, guys. You can yeah. go play it. You can do it. You can do it. Yeah, I get it. I I think it's it's one of those things where people take it for granted now. But back in the day, when you had to have two Game Boys, two two cartridges, and a link cable to be able to do all that, the fact that you could just plug it into an N sixty four while you're at home was just a fantastic feature. But uh, like we like we said, it does feel a little bit, a little bit like it's missing the thing that, like the unique selling point that it had is unfortunately not there. I'm still going to play these because I do, I do subscribe to Nintendo Switch Online and playing playing them with my daughter will be absolutely fantastic. I can be like this, this was around before you were born. I was a little boy, spent ages on this. Um, but yeah, I can't help but but, but feel it is. It's just Nintendo all over. It, it's like, you know, two steps forward, one step back every single time. It's, come on, you you bring these out without some of the functionality. And you know what? I I like to think they will have looked into, okay, how can we make this work? And they've probably come to the conclusion of either they can't make it work or the amount of time, effort, and money it would take isn't worth what they would get back ultimately. I, I don't understand. How hard is it? Like, again, oh, I don't speaking know. as a pure layman here, how hard is it to yeah. put a Game Boy emulator on the Switch? Uh, yes. I, I, I honestly, I. Because all they need to do, all know, Stadium needs to do is but, access the save data. So as long as yes. the save data is available on the Switch, yeah. that's it. It's fine. It's there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know, but it's, it's unfortunate. Um, but anyway. Right. Shall we move on to why Lewis is actually here then? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. The Pokemon, the first movie, aka. Mewtwo Strikes Back. The, apparently, so I I came into this thinking I'd watch the Japanese version, but from the earlier what the comment that one of you mentioned earlier, this is one of the Japanese right. versions. Am I so, right there? I will clarify for our audience at home, and apparently those sat here as well. There <laughs> were multiple versions of this film that went out. So there was the original theatrical okay. release of Mewtwo Strikes Back. It had purely animation all the way through. And it Mm -hmm. didn't have the I story at the beginning, which we will go into. Ah, yes. Okay. A year later on Japanese TV, the version that we watched today came out. 
with the added story, which was based on a uh, a radio drama, believe it or not. What? Um, okay. <laughs> yeah. What? So okay. the, 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 the pre-story that's like three, four minutes long at the beginning, that was based on mm-hmm. a radio drama that released the year before to, to like coincide with the movie because radio dramas were still a thing in 1998, um, in Japan at least. <laughs> so they released a version on Japanese television with the iStory at the beginning, and they updated a bunch of the visuals to have CG. So like the bubbles mm, you can see, the they're all CG. Uh, the clouds yeah. are CG, and unfortunately, yeah. the doors are CG. Which yes, they really stand out. They really do stand <laughs> really out. Do. They're not great. I don't know why no. they did it, but that's that's the main differences, really. So that's what we saw. That's what we're okay. reviewing today. Why the Japanese version, not the English one? Well, we all have nostalgia around the English version. We all watched it growing up, I presume. Yes. Yeah. 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 I yeah. went to cinema to see. It. I've still got my. Uh, promo electrobus card and a few others from uh, that you got from certain cinema wow, chains wow look at you yeah see weirdly <laughs> enough i didn't watch mine in the cinema i think i only had it on vhs and i was watching it because i watched it earlier on today and i was like well this scene looks a lot better than i oh 16 by 9 that's well that's why <laughs> yeah that's why yeah it's it's not four by three um no. But the English version, obviously, I believe it was still when Pokemon was under the banner of four kids over in uh, sort oh, of yeah. the English-speaking world. So there was a lot of stuff. You know, these are these are the same guys who did like this this rice ball is a donut kind of thing. Yeah. So they were still taking out a lot of the Japanese references. They were still watering mm. it all down. So there's references in this to God and what it means to be alive mm. that was completely missed from the dubbing version yeah. of it um yeah. there are other differences in here as well some that i think i prefer the japanese version some i prefer the american version but i thought here's something most people won't have seen let's get these boys to watch it and see what they think right well it was it was a bit of a shock because i hadn't seen so i hadn't seen the english version for a very very long time we're, we're talking Oh, I I don't know when when I, a couple of years maybe after after it first came out was the last time I saw it. But however, maybe the last year I did skim through the updated version. Oh, evolution that's currently on next Netflix. Is that what it's called? Where yeah. it's all like three D animated and and all that. So I, I I went through that a little bit and I was like, oh, okay, this. This is probably great for somebody that's new to Pokemon and doesn't want to watch the old style animation, which is rather dated. But I was like, this isn't for me. I, 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 so I didn't really watch it. So coming into this was, I was like, when you suggested, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I think I'd enjoy this. The first five minutes, I, I went from being, oh yeah, I know this film to what is happening? <laughs> what is going on? Who is this child? And then he, I, I went down this this rabbit hole of, of like, sorry to jump ahead, but Mewtwo isn't the only clone. No. The whole point of Mewtwo is because this this scientist wants to revive his child. I I think I think is her so name. In right. the Japanese, she's called I. When we I. eventually got this story, because this came out on the sequel DVD. Um, yep. over in the UK and America and stuff like that. We got it as a short on the sequel DVD. Uh, she's called Amber. Amber, that's it. So it, so the clone is called I2, but also, which fits with Mewtwo. But then also there's a Squirtle clone, Charmander clone, and Bulbasaur clone. And this completely threw me because I went from, yeah, I remember everything about the first film to, wait, maybe the 
clones that he has of Charizard, Bulbasaur, uh, Blastoise, and Venusaur aren't the ones from Ash and the other trainers. They're actually ones that he's grown up. And suddenly I went from going, oh, I know this film, to what is happening? What is going on? The whole, like, the, just having to read the dubs as well. And I'm suddenly thinking, this, straight off the bat, I'm thinking, this is a completely different film. The tone is so different. Yeah, massively. So um, go on, Lewis. I, I, will, I won't cut you off. <laughs> so with this little bit of backstory at the start of the film, it's like I said, it completely changes not everything, but so much. Yeah. Um, you, you know, when I and um, Mewtwo are floating around in this non-space of consciousness um, and they're discussing what it means to be a human or a Pokemon, and straight from there, that's when you understand the idea of, of Mew. Uh, sorry, Mewtwo, and mm. and his struggle with the outside yeah. world and, and what it means yeah. to be alive or to be a clone or to be original. Um, mm. And they also have a moment. Um, so some of the clones start failing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I turns around um, and mentions to Mewtwo that all living beings cry when they're hurt. Yes. But humans are different because they cry when they're sad. Yeah. And just as she's leaving and Mewtwo is the only one left, he's crying and he doesn't understand why. No. And oh boy. <laughs> Which sets up the whole end of the movie that never made so, any sense. Yeah. No. So, because in the English version, the, the, the message is different. And this happens several times throughout the film where what they've, what the original dub is and the message that they say in the English version are completely different messages. Yeah. So in this version, there is no... I, I don't think there's any setup for the tears reviving Ash. By the way, spoilers for a 20-odd-year-old <laughs> film. Um, whereas in the English version, they constantly keep coming back to, you know, they talk about prophecies and being able to revive... Pokemon can revive people with tears. Whereas in the Japanese version, there is, there is none of that. Like, there is nothing about that. But what the Japanese version does benefit from is it is this gives a backstory to Mewtwo, and it goes from being like watching the original. Like the only thing you know about Mewtwo is it was a cl clone, and if you've read some of the um, some of the diary entries in Cinnabar Island in the mansion on Cinnabar Island, you go, okay, right, this isn't a Pokemon that is um, it's a da it's a dangerous Pokemon ultimately, whereas. I got that in the English version as a kid growing up, but I didn't understand his reasons for why he was basically really angry at humanity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Obviously, he's a clone, but it doesn't really jump into why. Where is this flips it to, okay, you understand why Mewtwo is so upset when, when I know I'm jumping ahead a bit, when he finally awakens after you know spending all this time in status why he is so angry and justifiably so at humanity yeah i mean this is the thing they they erased a lot of this and a lot of the deep messages they kind of tried to go mm. for in the japanese version i don't think they nail it i don't think it's no. it's fully run home and i think it is missing some bits that weirdly enough the english version actually mm. gets in mm. there um yeah. but it almost feels like again they tried to water it down for a western audience they were like Oh, that's a little bit philosophical. Let's let's yeah. take all that out. We don't need any of that. 
I mean, again, you're talking about Dr. Fuji, um, who mm. creates, who recreates his daughter's consciousness in, a, in hopes of cloning her after she dies. So in the radio drama that this is based on, she actually turns around. And she's like, well, actually, I'm I2 or I3 or I4. I'm not sure how Ooh. many of there's been now. And it's like, it's so oh, dark. dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's so grim that this guy is just so stuck in the past, holding on to what he's lost, that he will just keep recreating, recreating, recreating. And Mewtwo is just a side project to him. He's not yeah. the end goal. He's just like what he has to make because Giovanni's funding him. That's that's yeah. how he gets funding yeah. to resurrect his daughter is to make Mewtwo. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is absolutely... It's heartbreaking for this side. I mean, ethics and morals aside, like the fact that in the Pokemon universe that they're, they're, you, you can pretty much get away with anything, it seems, it's absolutely heartbreaking for, A, the, the scientist, because he's just doing this because he, he loved his daughter and his daughter's no longer around, unfortunately. But it's heartbreaking for Mewtwo as well because like, he wakes up and suddenly it's okay. He's got three Pokemon. He's got a child that is... Is teaching him all about this, you know, what life means, like what the what the sun is, what wind is, and, and what, you know, to what tears are in the real world. Yeah, yeah. And then it just goes to okay, this is you know maybe Mewtwo, if if he'd grown up with this love and support, would be a very different Pokemon than wh- how he's presented as an adult in this film. And yet that just gets taken away from him, and he's put in status for I I don't I don't know how long. Uh, but it feels like a long time because it goes from being a young Mewtwo. Like the fact that we got to see, you know, a, a, it's weird in Pokemon because in the games, like <laughs> mm-hmm. if you got a Mewtwo from an egg, it's like a fully sized Mewtwo. Whereas in this, it's like, well, there's a Mewtwo is, is, is it has a junior form, so to speak. It, it's, it's smaller. It's, it's not fully grown. And we get to, you know, that Mewtwo, that version of Mewtwo is so innocent yeah, yes. and just it just wonders and it just tries to understand and like simple concepts that we understand like wind. It just, it's like, what is this? What is going on? <laughs> and it, it does help to explain how it knows things when it finally breaks out. But this version really brings like humanity yes. to Mewtwo, which is kind of the, this it's kind of where the Japanese version goes in terms of what does it mean to be a Pokemon? What does it mean to be, a human and what does it mean to you know be what real me- be alive be real yes yes whereas the english version doesn't doesn't do any of that and i and it and i think this initial part is needed to understand that or at least really hammer home that that point it's one thing that one thing that i think the japanese version does really well is it brings that humanity to that to Mewtwo that the original, well, the English version didn't have. Yeah, it certainly sets a different tone for the movie as well mm. going forward. Because um, um, after this, sorry, not to <laughs> cut you off, Lou. Uh, after this, we do go on to like, and it's weird. It's weird seeing because I've watched all of the versions of this very recently because I did a video on the multiple origins of Mewtwo and stuff, which is where I found this. I was like, mm. I'm gonna make somebody else watch this, <laughs> um, <laughs> and you made two. <laughs> well done. <laughs> But I, I, so like you cut from there into the opening that we get, which is like mm. those stings over Mew swimming through the water and stuff. Yeah. But that's all narrated in the English version. It's like the wonderful world of Pokemon, yeah. mysteries, and ah, and Mew soars off into the sky over this like wondrous music. But in this, it's not, it's so, 
it's haunting. Like I will keep coming back to the audio and the soundtrack in this one because it's so different to the English version that we got. Yeah, for many oh, many is. points. Yes, um, and and at the start is the most clear to me because you get this really haunting soundtrack over Mew flying through the mountains. Because it's not, well, the wonderful world of Pokemon. It's Mewtwo looking at memories he has of something he's never seen and isn't sure how to put that together in his mind, what that means, who he is, where he's from, what this world is that he's got no experience of. And it is, and it sits with you and you're like, oh, okay. I never cottoned on that they were memories of, you know, it's quote quotation marks parent i never realized i just assumed mew was off somewhere having fun and everything and enjoying life and mewtwo using its psychic connection was able to you know almost not spy on it but also like just look out and see but you're absolutely right it makes way more sense to think of it as no it has some of the memories from its genetic you know parents yeah that works so well it's, it's harsh and it's weird and it's scary and should we talk about the breakout scene? Because this is also different between the two. Go on. So one of the big differences between the English and the Japanese version is Mewtwo. The reason Mewtwo breaks out in in the Japanese version is very it's very clear that it is upset that humans created it, not God. It actually asks, like, was I created by by God? Do I have parents? And it's therefore unsure why it was created or who it is. Whereas in the English version, it's more, it, it, it seems to kick off because it realizes that the scientists and the humans that have created it don't care for it. It's just an experiment for them. Um, and it, it, it doesn't understand why it's there. So I think there there is a line, obviously, it's like, was I, is, who's Mew? Is that my father? Is that my mother? It's like, mm. no, you're a clone. It's like, okay, or you're a copy, as it's referred to. And it's like, oh, well, am I from God? No, humans created you. Only God and humans have the capability to create life. And it's like, ooh, okay, ooh, ooh okay, touch, yeah. it's flying, soaring a little bit too high to the sun there. And yeah, he's, he's on that level of like, I'm not a Pokemon because I'm a copy, but I'm not human because humans created me. So what does that leave me as? What am I? What what am I here for? For for why? <laughs> what is the point? And he just goes yeah. into this like existential crisis throughout yeah. the rest of the movie, and that just and drives him insane. That's it. This mm-hmm. this backstory mm-hmm. provides so much context, um, but strangely enough, it it also does a lot of providing for for things outside of the movie. I've noticed as well. Um, so. I I think I remember anyway from, from from my childhood seeing Giovanni with the armored Mewtwo in the anime. Yeah, oh, yeah, that does happen. He fights Gary with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and at the time I was bewildered. You know, I I, I think I even remember thinking, well, th- this is, this can't be Mewtwo. It's it's got all this metal on it, which to be honest gives me big Genesect vibes at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, but it also explains that that portion of the anime, which I, I never really understood before. Um, mm. And it also sets up, again, with 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 I and, and the clone Charmander and Squirtle and Bulbasaur, this whole sparkling tears life force property, which, as you mentioned, comes into play at the end of the movie as well. But 
they still keep that to this day. Yeah, it was it was one of the things I realized. It's like they were talking about infinity, infinity energy all the way back in the first Pokemon movie, the idea of life energy. And again, in that uh, prequel story, the uh, radio drama, they talk about life energy and the fact that Pokemon actually have more life energy than people. And the reason Mew is so imperative to getting in this cloning project is because Mew has infinite life energy because it's immortal. So its life energy is infinite. And that's why cloning Mew is the is the key to cloning everything else. As, as someone that is a little bit lost here, life energy, what? <laughs> what? So, so infinity energy right. is uh, noted in the post-game of Aura, so Omega Ruby and Alpha Sire, Alpha, Alpha Sapphire. Infinity energy is Pokemon life energy. Right. It's what the ultimate weapon in X and Y utilized. Oh, uh, okay. It's what makes mega stones. It's why Pokemon can evolve and it's just a big flash of light. It's why when Pokemon eggs hatch, it's just a big flash of light. It's why nobody's ever seen a Pokemon egg be laid because they just appear from life energy. Oh. Um, it is an energy that persists across the universe that has theoretically always existed across the universe and like gets compressed into lots of different styles of energy. That's why we have the different types and the different plates and stuff like that, because it's life energy compressed. Um, so yes, life energy is a thing in Pokemon. Right, okay. I've learned something new on this podcast. Um, so hold on, just as a little side tangent, is that something to do with Xenius and... Um um, Yvettel as well then. Yeah. So in X and Y it is, because Xerneas obviously gives life and Yveltal takes yes. it away. Um, it's not that they necessarily have more life energy or give or... They they are about transferring life energy rather than its progenerator, its, its, its origin. They just, they have the power to give it and they have the power to take it away. Right. Wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay. <laughs> that's that's absolutely amazing um should we wrap up the the part with Mewtwo breaking out because I just want to briefly touch on Giovanni and um Giovanni's offer to Mewtwo because that's also different between the two versions because in the in the Japanese version it's more around I'm gonna help you to harness your power because if 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 I don't then what happened to this island you will do to the world? And obviously Giovanni isn't doing it out of the goodness of his heart. He wants to control Mewtwo. Whereas in the English version, Giovanni manipulates Mewtwo into, you could be a partner. Like, we could work together. We could be equals, which sets up the later on when in the English version, Giovanni just goes, we can never be equals. You're, you're a Pokemon. Like, humanity stands above Pokemon, and again, it, that is one thing that I did like about the English version is it does make it does help to explain why Mewtwo would be so angry at humanity as a, as a whole because the the few interactions he's had with humanity, they all just see Mewtwo as below them. Yeah, no, that that's absolutely right, and it's again where you mentioned this this sort of team up on on this burning island. Um, it's it is phrased so differently, um, and it it's because of Mewtwo's search for understanding and meaning, and because that's already been portrayed before. You know, it it really helps you to understand this this sort of deception 
um, that's going on between them. Uh, did you notice, by the way, in the jungle um, at the very, very, very start of the movie, those scientists going through? Mm. What about them? One of them, one of them, I thought looked weirdly like Giovanni. No, I don't think any of them are supposed to be Giovanni. Doctor Fuji's supposed to be there. Um, mm-hmm. Giovanni's not on that expedition, but he funds it, doesn't he? He he does fund it. Yeah, that's that's no, that's it. I I thought because he was funding it, it would have been there, but no, he's 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 not on it. He doesn't get his hands dirty. Yeah, nah. he's got people for that. No, no. Um, it was that smirk. Yeah. So <laughs> what? And and like one thing that I did like about as a bit of an aside about the Pokemon Evolutions. Did you say it was the movie, Connie? Uh huh. So the armor in that. So there's an extra part in that. Oh, in that scene so where it, so it is and i think it's a bit overkill until you see the part where mewtwo starts to break out and the armor is designed in such a way to contain mewtwo so like the arm the arm the arm armor snaps together like a magnet the same for the the legs snap together and then the spikes that are just overkill they play a part because they kind of wrap around as if to try and contain oh. mewtwo so he so even though it is a bit over the top, it makes sense from a point of view of, okay, it's there to contain Mewtwo. And it's one thing that actually I did like about that version is that it implies that Giovanni is, you know, he's, he's obviously must be clever to build up this massive, you know, criminal organization. And that just kind of showed another element of, okay, Giovanni is thinking ahead that wasn't really in, in this version where it's just, a load of mechanical arms that tried to shut them down. Oh, do you want to know something great, actually? Go on. From, once again, from that prequel radio drama, mm. Giovanni did not create Team Rocket. Wait, what? His mother did. His mom did? <laughs> His what? mother did. Ooh. A very, very beautiful woman was uh, Giovanni's mother, and he inherited the company from her. Inherited the company. Mama Gio. Wow. Well, obviously, she's not called that in the Japanese because he's because <laughs> that's the thing. So he's he's called Giovanni in the English version. In the Japanese one, he's called Sakaki. Um, and I'm pretty sure he's just supposed to be a Yakuza boss. Right. Obviously, over here, we see him as a mafia boss. Yeah. He's got the Italian name that gives him that kind of uh, association. Mm, mm. But yeah, very, very different connotations in the Japanese and English versions. Wow. Fun facts on the podcast. Love it. Um, shall we move <laughs> over to Ash's journey now? Yes. Let's let's get into so, it. So God, first, first thing I want to talk oh, about actually, God. is is the opening theme. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because because they use the opening theme music from the Japanese version rather than the English version that we obviously yeah. now I don't know how much you know about the differences in the music. So the Japanese opening theme is is basically only used in Japan. Yeah. Everywhere else uses the English theme or oh. a or a region ver, regional version yes. of it. They'll sort of localize yeah. the English version of the theme of Pokemon because it's just so good. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. <laughs> and one thing that I do love about the English version is it's not creepy. There's Okay. God. So you're talking you're talking about under the girl's <laughs> yes. skirt, right? <laughs> yes. Do you know what that's in reference to? I haven't got a clue. I was just like, what? So in the opening theme song, (laughs) it's even in the English version of it, Pikachu's on like this running thing. He goes past the Charizard, he goes past the Venusaur, he goes past the Blastoise, and he runs under a girl's skirt. Oh, okay. That makes, okay. The idea being that they're searching everywhere for Pokemon. (laughs) I don't know. So what I got from that is 
typical Japanese anime where I don't know how to describe it. They're a little bit more <laughs> perverse. Yeah, per- yeah, perverted is probably the, the yeah the bit where the boy gets a nosebleed. Yeah, pretty, yeah? yeah that pretty bit. much. Yeah, it's just it was just like. <laughs> It, the, the, obviously, the theme song started playing. It's like, okay, this isn't the theme song that I expected, but it makes sense. It's another country. But then just reading where they're like, even if I have to go through fire, water, grass, forest, earth, clouds, or under that girl's skirt. Eek! I was like, wait, what is this? <laughs> what? And then it comes up again, and she's yes. like, you're persistent. Yes, yes, I forgot about that. <laughs> just like, what? Oh, dear. Um... So I've got a note written down here. Um, Hearing the Japanese theme uh, made me realize that the action was always planned for that song to begin with. Yeah. Because the, 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 the action on screen, the, obviously the, the beat to which they've been animated fits with Mm. the song. Um, And there's a little bit where Ash opens up one of his Pokeballs because he's having a fight with this guy who is American, yeah. I think, because he says some things yeah. in English. Um, but when he opens up the Pokeball, it's on a beat of the song and it just, it fits yeah. in the song as though it's an mm-hmm. instrument and it's great. And there's, there's one thing <laughs> I want to bring up and I'm well, trying to do this whole film in order is going to be difficult. Yes. I, I just want to talk about yeah. the music quickly. Yeah, I, yeah, I briefly yeah, yeah. mentioned it earlier. And obviously this is probably one of the biggest swings is the fact that, you know, different intros. That's fine. They They still go with the same idea of well we'll use the intro music here that we have yeah as you say lewis it doesn't quite match up the way it's supposed to the there was actually an entire album created for the first movie of uh of pokemon of like chart songs um one of one of the ones you'll probably recognize the most is brother my brother which is my brother you can't you just can't you just have to you just have to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which obviously isn't in the Japanese no, version. No, it's not. <laughs> and a lot of the music, which is weird weird to think now, because you don't change the score yeah. of a film. If you adapt an anime these days, yes. you do not change the score. And like, I, as somebody who's watched a lot of a bridge series and that growing up over the last sort of 15 years, uh, the, the question comes up of like, oh, when we dub something, why don't we change the mouth flaps? So that, you know, which is when, when you see the characters talking, why wouldn't we change that? to match the dialogue so it looks better. And it's like, well, no, you don't. You actually write the dialogue to be as close as possible to the original intent, and then, but also match the mouth flaps that already exist. That's the idea, and that's how dubbing works um, as far as voice acting is concerned. And the reason you do it that way is because you don't want to mess with the timing of the music because everything is designed to go together, and that's, uh, like, editing is a thing that obviously... It's condensed and it's it's things happen on a beat to give a certain feeling. Yeah. So the fact that back in this was back in the day of just screw it, we're just gonna we're gonna put our own music on there because we want it to have a different feeling to it. And we lose a lot of game music, which surprised me was in here. There's a lot of tracks I was like, wait, I know this. This wasn't in the Oh wait, this is just Route 12 <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. well, oh, this is just a random trainer music. Awesome. I love it. And the score is, as I say, it's, it's, I enjoy it a lot more, I think. Okay. The Japanese version you enjoy more? Yes. Right, okay. See, mm. I, it's the opposite for me. I, I prefer the English version. I, don't, I, I just feel like the, the music in the English version is more powerful. It just helps to make what is happening on screen hit harder. But I, might become, but I will admit I might be coming from it from a nostalgia point of view because 
when when I was watching the Japanese version, like the sound, the, the soundtrack really stood out to me because I was like, this doesn't fit. But I don't know if it's because mm. it doesn't fit because it's not what I was used to. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, th- there were a few things that weren't changed between releases. Um, in fact, I think one of the final songs near, near the climax of the film uh, was the same between releases. Yeah, there's, there's a couple of um, things that they held over. Like basically anything to do with Mew was basically the same. Yes. Yeah, I mean, M- Mew's lines weren't changed at all, just like Pikachu's aren't. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so. So yeah, it, Sorry. It, it, <laughs> it was just interesting that, you know, they'd obviously decided we're going to go in a different direction mm. with this. We want a different score to evoke a different tone. Yeah. Um. I will agree with you. Some of the ones later on do hit a lot harder in the English version. I'm not saying it's perfect either way. No. I think, honestly, I think my eventual view of this is like, Somewhere between the two of here, uh, somewhere between the two versions, mm. is a really good yes. movie. Yes, Ag- agreed. <laughs> uh, d- definitely agreed. There, there are yeah. there are elements in both in terms of music, the the extra intro, and the dub slash sub. Where if you took the the best bits of both of them, you would you would make a better film. You yeah, absolutely, you, you flat out would. Um. Should we? I I, I want to jump ahead just a little bit ahead, but I mean I don't want to do a, a blow by blow recap of the film because I imagine most people have seen it. But like one of the one of the the changes that you see between the two versions is when they attempt to leave for the island and the the um the wharf controller is talking to them. Now in the in the Japanese version, it's just a typical oh you, you can't go out like the the sea is really bad. Um, we can't let you go because there's a risk that you're going to get hurt. And it, it's like a normal conversation. Whereas in the English version, she starts ranting about prophets and the winds of water and ancient writings. Mm-hmm. And, and and again, Pokemon Tears reviving people. Because a Western audience, you need to spell it out to them. You need to tell them like, Look, I don't want any surprises for you. You uh. need to know that this is what's coming, okay? So when it happens later on, you can know it's like, oh yeah, that's what that's we were told about that earlier. It's literally because again, back in the day it was a case of look, this is for kids. Kids are stupid. We need to spell everything out for them every step of the way. So we'll take this one character who really doesn't say much other than it's too dangerous to cross and just give her this really prophetic line of and back in day, the tears of Pokemon. It's like, that wasn't necessary. So as a kid, like, I can't remember saying it, but as a kid, I was probably thinking, oh, okay, right, that 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 sounds like it fits. Whereas now as an adult, re- like listening to that in the English version, I'm just like, wait, what? Like, it just completely threw me out of the film. And I, yeah. I, was, I was like, wait. What and there's there's more. Uh, this happens again later on where they start talking about things that aren't in the Japanese version, and it, it seems like yeah, it's because we're big dum dums over here. Apparently, there is. To be fair, there's a lot that gets thrown in there. I mean, one of the ones that stands out to me or stood out to me the most is right towards the very end. And again, skipping all over the place now because I just want to talk about themes. Oh, let's do that then. Yeah, differences yeah. rather than trying to go through the movie chronologically. Okay, because it's not going to okay. work. No, anyway. let's do that. Then. Um, so <laughs> so the big differences that stand out where they try to explain stuff to a Western audience. There's the bit where all the Pokemon are fighting each other. Oh, in the English yes. version, he goes, 
oh, I'm going to disable yes. their special abilities. Never mentioned. No. It. They just. Not. This is just, we're going to beat the hell out of each other because. Yep. Hand to hand combat because uh, one of one of us is a clone, one of us is the original, and that makes one of us inferior. Yeah, yeah but whoever wins this fight gets to be the real one. So we're gonna do it hand to hand. Yeah, like so. Like one of the one of the key messages for me and the differences between the two is when they are like just punching one another to into submission, and there's no powers going on. The message is very, very different. In the Japanese version, it's it, the, the saying about, like, it doesn't matter if the real ones or copies, they're all alive, they're all living things, and it doesn't matter if they were created. And whereas in the English version, she basically all she says is Pokemon aren't meant to fight like this. What can yeah. come of it? Pokemon aren't meant to fight and I was just like, not like this. Pokemon, like the whole thing about Pokemon <laughs> is fighting. And weirdly yeah. enough, back in the day, back back when this film got released, that line, I mm. think, stood out to people more than anything. Yeah. And critics panned the film. Yeah. Like, it's not a critically acclaimed film anyway, and it was never going to be. Like, it's it's a Pokemon movie that goes through no effort to explain what Pokemon are. No. You're either in it or yeah, you're not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so critics were never going to like it, but that was the one line that stuck out there. Like, it's a f- show about Pokemon fighting each other that, I think the message is supposed to be that fighting is bad. Yeah, it just doesn't work. Whereas at least in the Japanese version, it ties back to that initial question from Mewtwo of who am I? What am I? And the recurring theme of like, I'm a clone. What does, what does that mean for me? Am I, am I even real? Am I alive? Yeah. And the idea of it doesn't matter. You are all alive because you're here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and therefore there's there's no better, there's no worse, there's no right, there's no wrong. It's just we continue existing. And what really wound me up was the fact that I say wound me up. What upset me maybe mm-hmm. was watching this. I was like, I'm really enjoying the messaging. I'm really enjoying like the way it's been presented better, except from the final line from you two, which yes. we all know as a kid. You know, it was one of the, the one of the biggest moments in my life. I will always remember of like the circumstances of one's birth. Mm doesn't matter it's what you do with the gift of life that matters and it's like it's such a beautiful statement yeah that didn't really that didn't match the theming of the movie no no you're right you're thinking about it well and yet the theming of the japanese movie is exactly that and it's never given that kind of sweet tie up it's never given that little bow on top of boom we nailed it we got the point across there it is. To me, it kind of feels like those lines got swapped. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that. In in that, because just like you said, the English line ties up the theming of the mm, Japanese mm. movie, whereas the line in Japanese kind of feels like something that four kids were put on to spell it out for the audience. For those unaware, the line in Japanese is, it might be best if no one knew of this incident. Yeah. It might be best to forget this. That's it. They're more they're more interested in like, okay, how do we make this canon without like ruining <laughs> ruining yeah. the series for anyone who doesn't see it? I got that as a kid. When they reappeared at the ferry wharf with no memory of the incident, I'd work that out. Yeah. Well, you've got you've got the other bit of it as well, which is like Meowth is supposed to be the first one who has this realization of like, we're the same. There's no point in us fighting. In the English version, they look up and they have this really beautiful moment of like, yeah, you're right. We do look up to the same sky, same sky, same stars, same moon, everything. Isn't that great? Yeah. And in this, it's just like, 
You're saying so, the moon is round? So I've got Yeah, I guess it is a full moon. It makes no like there <laughs> like it makes no sense in the Japanese version because I've got it written down. The moon is really round tonight, you say. I'm sure it's a full moon. Talking about the moon at times like this, how poetic. How did it end up like this? Like th- that doesn't that's just a conversation. That doesn't tie in with what is is going in. At <laughs> least the English version, like Meowth, a bad guy that, you know, is constantly causing mischief is is the one that's Basically, coming to the realization first that actually it doesn't matter if you're a clone of me. It doesn't matter how you were created. Look at everything we have in common. That the only thing that that we don't have in common is I was born and, and you were created. But we, we but that doesn't matter because of all the shared things that we have. There are more reasons to get on than there is to be divided. Whereas the Japanese version is basically, it's like they're just having a drunken conversation at two o'clock in the morning <laughs> on a bench. <laughs> I don't know if that's maybe a lost in translation thing. Like we're not picking up on the tone of how the mm. sentence is put across or something. Um, but yeah, it didn't feel the same, certainly. No, it, it definitely, yeah. definitely doesn't. And so just to kind of jump back a, a, a little bit, mm-hmm. what did we think about? Ash trying to come in and, and basically talk down Mewtwo in the two instances where he does it. One, one where he, just before he brings out Charizard, and then obviously running out and going, you know, you, in the English version, you, you can't do this, I won't let you. Whereas in the Japanese version, it's unforgivable. Like, you can't do this and un- unforgivable. The very different meanings in that, uh, what I take from that. What about you two? Lewis? Uh, yeah no I, I i i know what you mean it's uh again i don't know if it's a, a translation thing um with the subtitles on the copy that we watched um but in in how the theming has changed overall it doesn't seem out of place mm. <laughs> if that makes sense yeah yeah it, do, it does a little bit it's it's just very interesting to just see how you've got these two films that that are other than that initial part at the start, and they they this animation is exactly the same, and yet the messaging from the two feels like couldn't really be any further apart. Mm. Yeah, they certainly. It's difficult. So, like, what would you say is the theme of the English version of the movie? <sighs> um. Like what's the what's the message you're supposed to take away as a child? As a, I don't know. To be quite, it's so to convoluted. Be quite, to be honest with you, like the, <laughs> if you ask me that for the Japanese version, like the obvious answer, it it doesn't matter how you were you were created and what you were born for. It's what it's what you do with your life ultimately. Which again is the exact line the, basically the, that the yeah. English one wraps up with. But but the English yeah. version, I like like. Me, I was like, when you asked that question, I was like trying to think back to when I was a kid, but I can't answer it as an adult. I don't know what the English. Maybe, God. <laughs> Maybe the theme of the English version is it might be best to forget. This. <laughs> <laughs> it probably, it probably is to be quite, quite honest with you. Um, there, there is like one, one. <laughs> one thing that I do need to point out that isn't related to whether or not it's the Japanese or English version. It's a little thing that I never spotted as a kid. When all the trainers leave to depart to the island, so when they've got the yes! invite... Yes! I only saw this today! The Firo? 
The fear. There's, there's a Pokemon trainer that drowns at sea <laughs> that doesn't make it. Because the guy sets off on a Pidgeot. Yes. And then in the next frame, they're like, here's the Gyarados, here's the Dugon, yeah. and here's a Fero flying in the back. <laughs> and then when he lands, there's no Fero anywhere. There's no Fero on that island. <laughs> and I literally saw oh, it for the first yeah. time today. And I was like, has, has that animation error always been there? It's, it, apparently apparently so. There's a trainer that just didn't didn't make it across. Also, what... I didn't no, even notice that no, today. I, it, it's... It's something that I never noticed as a kid, and it was only when I was... And I think it's because like, when you're watching a dub, you really are paying attention to what is going on. Uh-huh. Um, so you can mirror up mm. what's being said with what is going on on the screen. So there's just this Fero just just absolutely departing. One thing that the English version did have that the Japanese version didn't is the whole Jesse and James Viking boat Thing. Vikings are supposed to, they're mostly in Minnesota. Minnesota. <laughs> just brilliant. And I didn't get that as a like, kid. It's just like, what? No, absolutely not. Because we're not no, American. No. So we, we missed the Minnesota Viking reference. <laughs> Which is absolutely just fantastic. Absolutely just loved it. So, uh, whereas the original kind of joke of them cosplaying as that was just a case of like, yeah, we're, we're Vikings. Vikings. Storms are easy for us. Yes, yeah, we'll get you across. We sail in storms all the time. And it's like, oh, okay, that kind of makes. And. Jesse and James are weird in this. They kind of yeah. They're still comic relief, but not that fourth wall breaking comic relief we're used to. No. Yeah. That that their humor is very different in Japanese. That if they do do puns, maybe we just don't understand mm. them. Mm. But they're they're very punny in English. I mean, we've spoken about Jesse and James before being like um, a Greek chorus. Where they're like part of the film, but also your audiences, they they will talk directly with the audience about what is happening in the film. That's completely lost in their original. Mm. It's just not it's not present. Like the whole I think there's even a joke at the end where they they're like, Oh yeah, we're not blasting off again. And it's it that's that's not here in the Japanese version. There's, nope. there's loads of stuff that's just missing from Jesse and James. And I don't necessarily dislike it. It was just noticeably different. Mm. Yeah, I think it, it. Jesse and James are really weird in this because uh, when I when I saw it as a kid, obviously Jesse and James just seem to be in a lot more episodes than they are in the modern um, anime, and maybe that's just me thinking back, and you know, it, it's that isn't how it was. But in this, they they don't really do a a lot, and they it, it's weird because. They're just up to their usual antics and everything. And then it's only towards the end where they suddenly have a realization along with Meowth that, oh, this this is this is wrong. Like that this isn't right. And yet it feels like you could remove them from the plot and especially in the Japanese version, remove it from remove them from the plot and nothing really changes because of the the message is different from the, the Meowth and its clone. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, nobody even notices they're on the island. No, they, no, you're right. Actually, that's a good point. <laughs> no one does. Nobody. I think, like, even well, you two. from Ash. Even no. Wait. No, oh no, he does. Oh, he he's, does, in, he's right. in the thing at the bottom. Yes. He goes after yes, his Pikachu, you're right. and he finds them in the clone room. And he's like, I don't have but time for you today. Yeah, they're just there to set up the clone room. I think really, and 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 do the who's that Pokemon? Gambit. Which is wrong in the English version. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. How do they yes. get that? How do you get that wrong? 
Scyther into Alakazam. Yes. Now, what was interesting was I was like, wait, did they, was that like a translation issue? Is the Japanese name for Scyther really close to the Japanese name for Alakazam? But again, talking about like how they dub things and they'll watch the movie through and mm. try and match the lip flaps. No, somebody just messed that up. Because like, yeah, surely, surely you'd go and loot. It's that typical, who's that Pokemon? You can tell by the silhouettes who that Pokemon is is I'm, I'm a bit more forgiving of the fact that they they call Pidgeot wrong in the U, in the English version. But they call it mm-hmm. Pidgeotto rather than Pidgeot. I'm a bit more forgiving of that because they do look similar. But a silhouette of Scyther and Alakazam next to one another, you, you could tell, even if you don't know what Pokemon are, you could tell they are different, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, it's got one's one's got knife hands, and the other one's got spoons. <laughs> knifey spoony. <Yeah. laughs> knifey spoon. I've seen you play knifey spoony before. So, <laughs> but the, I think the one takeaway from this is I, I don't know about you you guys. I was absolutely blown away when it was revealed that Mewtwo's assistant was Nurse Joy. I just didn't see oh it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> like, what? Oh, oh, right. I'll tell you what. what? Talking about earlier on about the Japanese being, you know, or. At least Japanese media being more perverted than uh, English yeah. media. That, uh, Brock has always been borderline. He, he, Let's face facts. Yes. Brock is a bit of a creeper. He is. But he, he mm-hmm. says something in here that really upset me, which was like, oh, both of them look better, especially when wet. I'm like, oh, I missed that. <laughs> oh, God, no. <laughs> no, that's disgusting. Actually, he mentioned all three. He said Nurse Joy, um, Officer, Officer Jenny, Jenny, and Voyager. And. Voyager, yes. Oh, although she's constable Jenny. Uh, well, she's not even Jenny in the Japanese, but she's a constable. Yep. Oh, right. So, have we got anything else we want to say about this film? Any of the topics or themes? Are we kind of wrapping it up there? Um, I, go on. I mean, the the Mew versus Mewtwo fight still looked really still cool. Fantastic. You know, those pink and blue energies battling around yeah that I, like, even now at you know 33 years old i'm like oh this, this is what i live for this is amazing like especially yeah. when mew yeah. just doesn't fight back to start with and then the ball oh, oh well <laughs> so um mew does this little bit right where mewtwo blasts off a massive energy ball and off flies mewtwo and the energy ball backwards into the clouds and everybody's like oh no what's happened with Mew and then Mew's like nah bro and just smacks <laughs> it back at Mewtwo and destroys oh, it I absolutely so, love that little, <laughs> little bit of trivia for you that was the first showing of Shadow Ball ever it wasn't even available in the games yet wait that's Shadow Ball it, I I, it's supposed to be Shadow Ball well because at this point they were revealing a couple of gen 2 things they had togepi at the mm-hmm. time they showed don fan off they did um, and, in the starting fight and in the english version of this because we didn't get uh the amber or eye story we got pikachu's mm. adventure or pikachu's holiday oh with snubble with snubble and Maril. oh yeah oh, Maril yeah. was in that one too. Maril oh, yes. was in it and it was the first time we found out it was actually called Maril and not pika blue pika blue that's right yeah, actually, one one thing that I do need to point out that just ties back into the whole differences between the two is during that fight between Mew and Mewtwo in the in the English version, Mewtwo says that he wants to prove it's superior, whereas mm-hmm. in the uh, Japanese version, it's I am the real one. So again, just focusing on that, you know, that clone, and you know, it doesn't matter if you're a clone or not. Whereas the again. English version proving it's superior. Again, another mixed message. 
doesn't really tie yeah. into what 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 is Mewtwo what is Mewtwo's end goal in the English version? To uh, be the most powerful in the world. To be the because wow, mm, wow, to, mm. to, yeah, because like there's there's an idea that he's going to become the number one trainer, but also the number one Pokemon to prove that he's the best. That because even though he's a clone, he is subject to no one. Yeah, and yeah. in the Japanese version, it's almost suggested that, like, no, I'm going to burn this world down and build a new one for people like me because I'm not like you. And h- humans are filthy and disgusting and are everything that's wrong with the world. And Pokemon have, dis- have chosen to subjugate themselves to them. So you- you're as bad as they are. So I'm going to burn everything down. I'm going to send out my hurricane that's just going to dis- drown the world. Archie before Archie was a thing. And. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna go again. Mm. It's, it's, it's an interesting thought. Uh, another weird bit of trivia for you. There oh, was a uh, there was an event special Mewtwo that was released with the move Hurricane because of this film. Oh, oh. that is that is a nice little fun fact. Have you got any others for us, or is that is, if, if we like exhausting the well here? Uh, I don't know. I, I can't remember <laughs> if I said the other one that I was, I was thinking of a second ago, but I can't remember what it is now. So unless I just <laughs> ah. said a minute ago. Ah, fun little bit of trivia for you, and then said a thing. I'm waffling. Oh, okay. I've got a fun fact for you about it. There is a remake of this on Netflix called Pokemon Evolutions. <sighs> is is that the definitive version of this film? I don't know because I've not watched it all the way through. I've just kind of skipped through it. <laughs> right. I think I think we might have to watch it and find out at this point. <laughs> think, yeah. So I think we kind of came to the conclusion earlier that you know somewhere between these two is the perfect movie. Yeah. But yeah. if you, so here you go, Ben. If you're gonna get your daughter to watch one of these in the future, oh, interesting. Right, we're 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 gonna put aside the thing of like, oh, it's it's a sub, and she won't watch subs. Okay, we're go- we're she's already into anime and is happy watching yeah. subs. Yeah. Which yeah. one do you make her watch? Um, if if the dub situation wasn't a problem, Japanese version definitely. Um, I think it just tells a better, more coherent story from start to finish with the exception of a handful of things where it is better in the english version but i i'd have to have a look at pokemon the 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 remake and um see if that is the better version between the two and it takes the best bit i don't know but the dub version it just tells a more coherent story i feel the sub version or the dub version oh sorry the the dub version the japanese version so that's the sub version Oh yeah, sub. Sorry, <laughs> the one with subtitles. Yeah, sorry, sorry. I got them mixed up for some reason. Yeah. You're yes. all good, mate. I just wanted Japanese, to clarify the Japanese version <laughs> with the subs. Nice. I think I'd have to agree if I, if and when I have children in the future. <laughs> so uh, it's it's an cool. interesting one because um, I don't know, right? So I appreciate the Japanese version now, mm. knowing the differences between this and the dub version. I think, weirdly enough, there's a lot of... Although I've complained about, oh, they had to spell a lot of things out, I don't think I'd have got the film, really, as a kid if they didn't spell a lot of it out. It depends on what age you are. It's like... I think the Japanese one is still the better story. Yeah. I think it's still told better. Mm. But I, I, think- I, I definitely think there's just some bits missing. Yeah, like, brother, my brother. <laughs> that is just a banging tune. Absolutely amazing tune. And the intro, the, yeah. the intro, I remember being so hyped 
in the cinema when the intro music kicks in, when Ash is battling that trainer mm-hmm. and just being like, oh, this is this is an event. This is something that I will never forget. Whereas I didn't get, like, watching the dub version, just like, sorry, the, the sub version, sorry, and the music kicking in. And I'm just there going, I'm not hyped. I'm just really confused right now <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> That's, that is absolutely fair. So I think that wraps up the main section of this this podcast for this week. No other thoughts on the movie? No, not from me. What about I think you? we've covered it. If you haven't watched the Japanese version of Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back, check it out. It's actually a good time. If you want to go even deeper, check out that uh, prequel radio drama. There is actually a version of it that's completely subtitled on YouTube. Worth watching. Good couple of hours, but check it out. That that's I enjoyed that a lot. <laughs> right, okay. I'm going to have to check that out. Brilliant. Um, Luis, have you got any like social media or anything that you want to plug? Uh, if anybody wants to um, take a look at something that I've done, go and check out the Captain Fidget YouTube channel. Nicely done. I get some Thank you very much plug. for joining us this week, Lewis. And uh, we'll probably have you on again at some point. Definitely. <laughs> well, I look forward to it. It's been a pleasure, lads. No worries. Take care. Bye-bye. It's that time again where we continue watching Pokemon Journeys and discuss the episodes. So uh, we've got three more this week. We are coming towards the end of Pokemon Journey. So I think th- we've got three more after this. Is that right? Or is it six more uh, after these? No, there's six more. Six more. So run to the... However, the- like oh. the next three are the main ones. And then there's a bunch of filler to see out the end of the season. Oh, okay. Oh, that's... A- okay, right. Well, I'm looking forward to the next Not bad filler. No? Okay, right. That's fine then. That's fine. I, I, if it's good filler, I don't mind. Um, so this one is episode... The first one is episode 40. A cracking raid battle. Um, Do you want to Do you want to tell the listeners what this episode's all about? Zapdos. About oh, Zapdos. This is Zapdos absolutely is amazing. Like, it's just a thunderstorm. Basically, like the setup is there's a thunderstorm coming in. And straight away, I'm like, is this is this Zapdos? And they, they basically waste no time just telling you that yeah, it's Zapdos. Zapdos is coming in. Okay, okay, really, right. Bit I actually liked was Go calls it. Yes, it's not the professor's like, oh, no. there's a storm cloud here. It's likely Zapdos is about. It's like, no, there's a storm cloud. There's life energy. There's yep. life energy coming up again because he does. He's like, oh, there's life energy showing, and so goes like, uh, it's Zapdos. I think that's Zapdos. We should go find Zapdos. And he's like really smart in this. He clearly he has his research comes to the forefront in this one. So, yeah, so that was one of the points. So there's two points I wanted to make there. One is, now that you've pointed out life energy, I think this is going to be something that I keep noticing now. Whereas before this episode, like if if life energy had been mentioned on episodes and like it has in this one, I've completely zoned out or just not focused on it because I'm just like, oh, it's just like mumbo jumbo. Like, oh, like whenever you see it in a TV show or a film, it's like, oh, it's it's quantum and it's just a scientific word that they think they can attach to anything just to go oh well look at this it's all science scientific or whatever um yeah because that's a real word um but so life energy like apparently is a big thing but also yes like it makes sense that go would be the one to go that's abdos because he's he's that obsessed with completing the the pokedex that surely he would be researching pokemon that he's not even caught Mm-hmm. He's, a, he's a big nerd and we love him for it yeah it's and it, it, speaking of being a nerd he gets dead philosophy philosoph- it does i i love this so i will i will pose the question to you which came first the pokemon or the pokemon egg Ooh. so 
Neither. <laughs> neither. My, neither is my answer. But in, if it was the chicken and the egg, neither came first because, like, over time, animals evolve and develop and eggs and stuff and whatnot. Whereas in this, Pokemon and eggs, I don't know because apparently Pokemon don't give birth to eggs. They just appear just because appear. of life energy, apparently, which is something I've learned. Yeah, about- so that's that's why you'll always hear, you know, the old man at the daycare is like, I don't know what happened. An egg is here. It's like, I just found this. I thought it was just either the Pokemon were dead prudish and were just like waiting until the old people were asleep or the old person just had terrible eyesight. Nope, they just appear randomly. So I have two answers to this question. Okay. Uh, you can either look at it as the egg comes first. Because in like the Sinnoh folk tales and that, it's mm. said that at the start of the universe in the swirling chaos, oh yes, an egg appeared and that egg hatched into Arceus. So the yep. Pokemon egg definitely came first. Or <laughs> you can look at it as Pokemon came first because eggs weren't introduced till Generation Two. Oh, I like that idea. Oh, so it's one of those answer, one of those questions that doesn't have a definitive <laughs> answer. It's in, in the fifty-fifty choice. The, it could be either. <laughs> it could be either. Um, so, jumping back to the episode, the uh, Ash and Go decide they're going to track down this Zapdos, which, like, yeah, this is this sounds like fun and games until you realise this is a legendary Pokemon, and if there's one thing this episode does, it shows you the power of legendary Pokemon, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's like, just, it tears through them when they finally get hold of it. Like, it, it takes the, like, the Ash and Go teaming up with Team Rocket... To take it, well, to even attempt to like battle it, and it, what a coincidence as well that the the their um, little pachinko machine just happens to give them ground type. Do you think the pachinko machine kind of reads the situation and goes, okay, the best Pokemon for this situation are, or it's just potluck? I think it's just potluck, and the writers just have great fun with it. Oh yeah, as a, as a writer, you you it'd be fantastic because then you don't have to write around the typical thing of in the past where it was oh it's always Ekans and coughing and then wheezing and arbok and whatnot whereas in this it's like okay but what what do we want to introduce what what pokemon haven't we seen in a while or what can we give you know add a little bit of humor to speaking of humor ride on ride on why is it attacking the walls because it's using horn drill which is a 30 percent accurate move Oh my god, that's brilliant. That's absolutely brilliant. <laughs> I was watching it with a mate earlier and I was wetting myself. What's so funny? I was like, it's using horn drill. It's like, I, I don't get it. It's like, it's an Oko move. It's 30% accurate. It was never going to hit. <laughs> right, okay. That makes that makes way more sense now. And um, Stonefisk's water gun is light lost. I don't know if there's a reason behind I that. I have no idea. No, okay. So that's just a little bit of fun that they're having. Um... So yeah, so they they have to work together to take down this this Zapdos in a raid battle. Apparently, a raid battle it, it's lost a bit of meaning, hasn't it? Whereas in Sword and Shield, like a raid battle is you are a team of four taking on a Dynamax or Gigantamax mon. Although actually, raid battles in Pokemon or Go. Pokemon Go. I was going to say it takes the Pokemon Go yeah. approach, where it's just like a bunch of people get together and beat up one Pokemon. Yeah, you're right. Actually, okay, there you go. Stand corrected. Um, so. One of the highlights for me is Pikachu riding Stumpfisk, and then yeah. And so I was like looking at my phone whilst watching this, and I just hear James call out, "Pikachu, get on Stumpfisk's yeah. back!" And I'm like, "Like what?" what? <laughs> and I look up, and Pikachu's just surfing on Stumpfisk. I'm like, "How oh. has this yeah, episode I, uh, got to here?" <laughs> I don't, I don't know. It jumps between serious and just like Team Rocket's typical 
And it always feels like when Team Rocket is involved in an episode, they can get away with a lot more like hijinks than just being yeah. daft, which I, one, I'm, I'm all for. The one thing that did wind me up about this battle is the fact that before they go in, goes like, I'm going to use Flygon. Flygon makes the most sense. <laughs> he and then he uses Raboot. Raboot. Like, and then even like after they fail the raid battle and get yeah. absolutely creamed, and <laughs> Pikachu gets overwhelmed by Zapdos' Thunderbolt. And we'll come okay. back to that. Yeah. When Pikachu okay. gets overwhelmed by the Thunderbolt. Go, and then, like, P Team Rocket are like, oh, because Zapdos is there. But you know what we really want is that Pikachu. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that lowly mouse. That's more important to us. That's what our boss will like more. Yes. So we're going to fight you, and we're going to let Go Go upstairs and have a one-on-one. -on -one. Like, he then what? uses the Flygon. Yeah. It gets hit by a Thunderbolt. And it's like, oh no, the, yeah. it's all over. It's like, we, we've what? literally established not only is Flygon <laughs> the right choice for this yeah. fight, but it doesn't affect ground-type Pokemon. We L literally, we've literally in, just done yeah, that. It, yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. Like, not even five minutes ago, two ground-type Pokemon absorbed electric-type attacks and the Stunfish looked really happy about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where is the Flygon? Apparently just... Yeah, for whatever Ooh, reason. Oh, I don't like that. No, I don't like electric type attacks. Um, so the whole Raboot thing. So surely the reason he used it at the start of the the raid is to justify the end where it finally lands an attack, right? I guess, but like they they established that within the same fight. Like they yeah, already true. do that. Use double kick. Oh, you missed. Yeah. Yeah. True. True. So, so it just it, it just seems silly. <laughs> a little bit so like rabbit loons blaze kick absolutely fantastic zapdos hits the ground and like uh, let's be honest here right go catches that zapdos go There's caught some, it that was go straight caught up it. caught it's absolutely it's just bs that a thundercloud destroys the pokeball but the question is is that just pure happenstance or did zapdos control the lightning to th to free itself uh no zapdos breaks out Zapdos does break out. The lightning comes from inside the Pokeball and bursts it open, and then the thundercloud appears. Oh, does it? Oh, I missed yeah. that. Oh, right. Okay. I thought the 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 right. Okay. So yeah, the the, the end of this episode all kind of just happens. Happens. Yeah. Because like Team Rocket get beaten off screen. Yeah, because they just come flying out of nowhere. Like they're they? winning. They've yes. got two ground type yeah. Pokemon against Pikachu, which I'm annoyed at Ash for still using Pikachu in that yeah, fight. Like, He's got other on. Pokemon with him. Yeah. He should switch, but he doesn't. And then they're like, ha ha, we're actually winning. And you just see Ash go, What, you two beat me? Yeah. He smirks and then off screen beats him. Yes. Yes. And then what's the other right I've got, i actually made notes on this episode because it wound go on, me up. <laughs> go on go on go on read, so, read through them uh, go, go, ghost flygon has the worst move set so what has it got i know it's got draco it's, meteor it's got dragon claw dragon breath and draco meteor <laughs> nice diversity there go. what are you doing ghost sort it out <laughs> oh dear <laughs> but yes for all intents and purposes go does catch it but it then breaks out summons a thundercloud and then pummels pikachu with lightning mm. absolutely like the the mouse is scorched and out cold on the ground and then stands up like yeah woo i'm recharged that was great like, what and it turns out all these electric pokemon are coming to the power plant to get recharged by zapdos and it's like but we just had a raid battle yep. where you beat pikachu by using thunderbolt on it yep what's the difference <laughs> i don't know right what's it, the rules here somebody explain them to me 
Okay, right. I, I'm jumping ahead to the next episode a little bit, but do you think there was two sets of writers for this episode? <laughs> <laughs> like, writers for the first half, where before Zapdos ends up on the roof, and then writers for the second half, where Zapdos was on the roof, and the writers at no point decided to communicate with one another. <laughs> to actually talk with each other. <laughs> no, that's what, I'm th- that's what I'm honestly thinking. Because, uh, are you done with this episode? Yeah, no, that's okay. it. <laughs> we explained everything that happened. Yeah. Like- <laughs> and the reason I'm making that joke about the two sets of writers is because in the next episode, it's another one of those episodes where it's split in two. Yeah, and Team Rocket, because I was like, oh, it's a Team Rocket episode. Great, yeah. I can't wait for a... Oh, no, wait, no. I can see where this is going. Yeah. Like, I make notes on these episodes as well, and there's, I've only got two points for the first half because it is literally just Meowth is unwell. So the team the team find out that they've got loads of recordings of Pikachu, and so because Meowth is unwell, they decide, okay, let, let's let us, Jesse and James, figure out what Pikachu is saying, and they basically just... Basically, they dub over <laughs> Pikachu. They dub over Pikachu. Because apparently Wobbuffet has his own drone yes. that nobody else was aware of that somehow automatically follows Pikachu wherever it goes. Just like, what is this episode? Like, I don't know what else to say about it. I was just like, I, I'm, I'm watching it thinking, I have, I have no notes for this. I don't know yeah, what else no, I'm I've got, to do. I've got one note, and Go that's on. when James does his. He uses the word P as if he was a smurf. <laughs> you know how the smurfs were like uh, you know yeah, we'll, we'll use it as a i use it as i i use it as you i use yeah. it as the word smurf but also just randomly we'll just replace a word with smurf oh this is just, just, just it's ridiculous it's, it's it's such a stupid part of this episode it is um yeah i i do like the fact that they're like oh my god pikachu cares about us oh yeah that was adorable wasn't it because they were on about like was it that Pikachu was asking about them or? Well, yeah, they they blast off. Yes. And then they've got an image of Pikachu oh, who kind of like smiles and it's like, yeah, it's Pika Pika. Pika. <laughs> and They're like, oh my God, I can hear it. It's saying, oh, I hope you guys are well. See you next oh, time. Dear, it's just, it's just interesting. Um, Second half of the episode, I've got a few more notes because even though it's... It's another episode that just isn't connected to anything, uh-huh. but, at, but at least something happens in this, I guess, and that they find a submerged marsh stomp, which doesn't look like it's submerged. It looks like it's no clipping through the ground. <laughs> like, it doesn't look... perfect sub- explanation. It doesn't look like... Because I looked at it, I was like, is this like an animation error or something? Because the, the marsh stomp literally just looks like they've just chopped off part of it and then placed it on top of the, the rocky formation. It doesn't look like it's submerged. So in theory, it is like gone into a muddy pond yeah. puddle thing, gone up to its neck, and then it's dried out, and it's just stood there. And some of the faces in this are great, but <laughs> the faces of the Marsh Tomp are amazing. They're fantastic. But there's <laughs> not a lot else going on here. So, I no, there's not. I've got a few notes, though. Go actually uses initiative and tries to use a Pokeball, which doesn't work. For some reason. For some reason, okay. The team then try to carry water with in their mouths. <laughs> well, they try it on a leaf. Yes, that was it. And Ash drops it. They try and use Sobble, but Sobble is so freaked out at the situation <laughs> and just the look it's getting from this marsh tomb that it's just like, nah. Nope. Nope. Nah, I'm good. Nope. Oh, and then, so then they decide to put water in their mouth and take it over and the only reason it doesn't work is because Ash talks. 
But instead of going, ah, oh, we'll let's... just not talk, they're like, nope, that clearly won't work. It's not possible for us to walk from here over to there without talking. Not possible. Can't do just, it. It's so, and, they, and they just get lucky that a Ludicolo turns up. It's just doing its usual Ludicolo, Ludicolo. And they attempt to communicate with the Ludicolo. And I just love the fact that they want it to use rain, rain dance, but it ends up using Sunny Day. It's <laughs> just the weirdest thing you can do in that situation. Just, I, this whole episode just like it it feels like filler. You know oh, what I mean? So does. like yeah, the last yeah, time they did yeah, this two yeah. part episode, we had the Magikarp jump that was and it. the Slow King. Now yes. the Slow King episode wasn't my favorite, but it was at least funny. This I didn't yeah. think was all that funny. There was a handful of moments that were uh, the one the I think the one funny part that stands out to me is when they're trying to persuade Ludicolo. And Ludicolo then spots the submerged Marsh Stomp, and it just lingers on Ludicolo's face for like 10 seconds. It feels like an eternity. And all of a sudden, he's like, I know what I need to do now. And then he goes off and dances. And then the episode ends where it begun, where they come back the next day, and now there's a load of yeah, Marsh everybody Stomp sucked. submerged. And I was like, right, okay, so that was an episode, wasn't it? it, it yeah, it... <laughs> It's just, I was like, right, okay. I get I get that series have to have filler episodes. I I get it. But not this late on, right? You, you'd hope not, but yeah, it, it was just, a little bit. It was a miss for me, this one. Yeah, I, it had it, it had the moments, but it's definitely, an, it's definitely an episode that you can skip. Like, you could skip and lose nothing. I don't think it contributes to any overarching character arcs or well go doesn't even go doesn't even catch any mon so it's not even like that's gonna come back and affect it's nothing really happens which is a little bit disappointing because the next episode is when things all start to happen yeah Yeah, so like the next four episodes are basically the story right Um, okay so yeah they go off to galar yeah and we see rose Yes, the first time I don't think so. I think we've no, seen him we 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 have seen him briefly at the tournament at one of the tournaments that um where oh Leon yeah of course because he introduced everything didn't he yeah but that's it so Rose is hardly in it and then it's the first time we get to see Elena is Oleana it? I think so yeah. Oleana is that how you pronounce it I believe so oh, okay um so they're invest- investigating the core uh, absorbing Galar particles uh, meanwhile. Um, it, it jumps over to Ash and the Dynamax wristband starts to glow and the professor explained that they don't fully understand the process. Is that, is that the same as in the game they don't understand? Yeah, so because they know that the Galar particles are kind... Well, Sonya is investigating whether the Galar particles mm. are linked to the Darkest Day. Ah, right. Because okay. like that's kind of... Well, this is something that happened in our region that hasn't happened in other regions. We have Dynamax, other regions don't. Maybe there's a connection here. Rose, I think, is the only one who really knows that, you know, it's Eternatus and the Galar particles. Yeah. yeah. Or Eternatus that gives off the Galar particles. Which would make sense, because you know, he's the he's probably instigated all of the um, you know, stadiums being on mm-hmm. hotspots for Dynamax More than energy. Likely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Never thought about that, but that does make sense. So yes, he has Eternatus in the egg, but it is leaking Galar particles, which are shooting all over Galar and causing Pokemon to Dynamax mm, mm. and kind of lose their minds a little bit and go on rampages, which yeah. we do see in the post game of Sword and Shield. Nothing like this, though. In the post game, it's just a brief conversation between characters, and then it's oh, you're in a normal raid battle, basically. Whereas in yeah. this, it it brings a bit of brings a bit of character to to 
Pokemon that are Dynamaxing, and it feels like they're in pain, I guess, or like you say, like just not fully aware of their, you know, fully with it. Yeah, um, they do just become kaiju's effectively. Pretty, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the thing that really got me on this episode, like hyped, was when they're traveling on the train, and then a thick mist like descends on the train. I was like, oh, okay, right. I know where I know exactly where we're going now. If you played the games, you know where this is going. And then obviously they they wander into the forest. I mean, they don't wander into the forest. They chase a bunnelbee who has mm-hmm. stolen something. So it's a bit of a coincidence. A scone. It's scone of all things. A scone then, or a scone? I say scone. Which you say scone. I also say scone. scone. Okay, that's the right way then. Forever on this podcast, it'll be known as a scone. There you go. There you go. Um, so they end up in the forest, get separated, and I'm 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 all for this. At this point, I know what is coming. I know where this story is is leading us. It's a bit of a shame that we haven't got, you know, Hop Gloria is the is the female main character. And I don't know what the male main character is. It's a bit of a shame that we don't get them, unfortunately, but it seems like Ash and Go are probably going to be and I don't know, I've not seen the next couple of episodes yet. Ash and Go are, are fulfilling their roles, aren't they? One of them's gonna get Zamazenta, one of them's gonna get Zacian, right? I'd imagine. Git is a strong. I, sorry, I don't mean catch, but like, oh, okay. They they don't know it's go. Well, it goes yeah. technically got to catch both of them, right? Well, we again, if he wants to complete Pokédex, he's going to have to, isn't he? Um, well, no, because it's not in the Pokédex. Well, no, you're right. It's not because they try to scan it, don't they? Mm-hmm. And it's just like, yeah, yeah. We the, the Pokédex is like, I don't recognize this Pokemon, and um. Much like the games as well. I love the references to the games here where Ash challenges the Zacian to a battle and like the game at the start, it just does nothing. And uh, what I like is Go goes the the other way. So Ash is obviously, I want to battle. Like, it's a strong Pokemon. I want to battle it. Whereas Go is does his usual thing of, I want to try and catch it. Oh, so, throw a ball first. Throw a ball first. It's a Pokemon that you don't recognize, hoping that you'll catch it. And a Pokeball, not even an Ultra Ball or a Quick Ball, a Pokeball. And again, it, it's um, nothing really, really happens. And then the next couple of moments are very much just setting up what is going to come over the next few episodes outside the slumbering. Uh, is it slumbering wield? Uh, yes, wield as in like wielding a sword and shield. Yes, that's what I thought which I didn't it was. figure out until today. <laughs> oh right, it's I've always like I've always the the way that it's spelled doesn't feel like how it should be. Spoken. No. I don't know why. Um, but Go bumps into Professor Sonia, who we'd previously met a few episodes ago. Who's not a professor yet. She's not a professor. No, you're absolutely right. Um, whereas um, Ash, is, Ash is trying to stop one of the rampaging Pokemon. Um, and Leon rocks up to help out. And the music. That that was yeah. a take. Like, I was like, oh, here we go. The music in this. When, like... <sighs> It, it the series has been great for music. It, it's but for me, it's when the game music kicks in and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, right, something is going down here, and I want to know what happens. And basically, the the end of this episode is just set up for what is going to be coming over the next few episodes. It seems where yeah, Ash is off with Leon, and uh, Ash is off with Leon trying to like battle all the Dynamax Pokemon to get them to calm down and go is off with Sonya trying to investigate the darkest day because apparently that might help things. Yep. So we are very much getting a... Like, 
I've not seen the next couple of episodes, but I, I'm, I'd imagine they're not going to divert too much from the the game in terms of you know figuring out what's causing the Dynamax phenomenal phenomenon. Um, Zacian Zamazenta turning up to help out against Eternatus once Leon fails to beat it. I'd imagine we're going down the same route, but I I think I've mentioned on this podcast before the the in Pokemon Sword and Shield the part where you know battle battling Eternatus nothing works and then Zacian and Zamazenta turn up it turns into a raid battle the music is kicking in like I it's it's probably my most favorite part of any Pokemon game maybe outside of finding Red at the top of Mount Silver that might Mm. just top it. But I no, cannot. I cannot wait to see this in in the anime. I I just I just can't wait. It, it's going to be how I'd imagine. You know what? How, what I was imagining the video game being like in Sword and Shield when you hit this part. And it's interesting because most other times when they've done like, oh, it's the story of the games, but in the anime. Mm. I think Sun and Moon they did do it at the end of the first season. Actually, much in the same way as they're doing now, they kind of did. Um, the story with Lily's mum going crazy and going right. off into ultra space. They did that at the end of the first season. But I think in X and Y, the whole Lysander bit wasn't till right at the very end. Really? So, yeah. It's it. So it feels very... <sighs> mm, I was going to say it feels like... Because I, kn- I know there's a, there's a series after this called Pokemon Master Journeys, is it? There's Master Journeys and then the one that is now showing for the first time in the uk is ultra journeys i think which is the third season of this which is the final one okay so right because my my thought was okay maybe there's two arcs and the first arc is about the you know the whole thing with eternities and stuff like that and the second arc would be about the 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 um the master couple i can't remember what the name of it is but actually like i'm i'm a bit unsure where they're gonna go in the second series then of is it just the build-up to leon like and we wrap up the eternity stuff this this series I, d- I don't know it's just a bit like i i love the fact that it's all concluding that that story but i would have liked a lot more galar in this series yeah i understand that more I understand than that more than we got it feels like there's been the odd things here and there and other than leon a brief brief conversation with sonya and um, and Chairman Rose a little bit, and B, we've not really in- had anything around Galar, and obviously the Dynamaxing and a, a couple of um, exhibition matches with Leon, but we've not really had a lot around Galar, did No, but at the same time, remember a couple of weeks ago, we did like the spin-off shows. Mm. I say a couple of weeks ago, it was a fair while back now. Like Galar has had some of the more, has had more of the spin-off shows than anything. So like Hop hasn't showed up at all in this series no. No. but he was a very big part of twilight rings which was their like uh shorter uh anime that they mm. did for galar specifically um so yes and no i i i like the direction they've gone with this series agree more yeah, so yeah, than, yeah. and again we've said it before i prefer it to let's just follow the game story yes. all the way through no, i agree with that yeah every gym <sighs> random thought that i've just had and i wonder if you agree with this do you think they changed up the formula for the anime now so that when the games adjusted to open world, it wasn't such a shock? Is that a stretch? Am I uh, stretching there? Because mm, they kind of they kind of changed up the formula in Sun and Moon. Mm. The, yeah, I part of me thinks like that does make sense. 
but from a from a company perspective i don't think they really care because i do because it's not like one of them is canon compared to the other one they're just mm-hmm. two two sets of events that follow similar paths with similar you know um elements but it's not like okay we need to make it so that people know that the that the games are canon and the anime sits alongside of it it's like you could you could watch the anime or you could watch the games or you could do both and it really doesn't matter because you look at them going yeah i know that they're not linked i don't i don't think that's the case but we don't know what goes on behind closed doors all right we're gonna have to wrap this section up because this might be our longest podcast yet i dread to think so connor are you up for playing a game let's do it <laughs> let's, let's speed run it let's go perfect in front of me i have three pokemon three pokedex entries each but connor can you spot the fake entry we're gonna start with zacian so uh, i think i say that differently but I'm, I'm rolling with it so uh pokedex entry number one known as a legendary pokemon this pokemon absorbs metal particles transforming transforming them into a weapon it uses to battle that entry Pokedex entry number two. Zacian attacks with swift and precise movements. It strikes enemies with captivating beauty using a sword born from the hopes of the people of Galar. And the third and final one. Able to cut down anything with a single strike, it became known as the Fairy King's Sword and it inspired awe in friend and foe alike. It's the first one. Why do you think that? Because I don't think it absorbs metal. I don't think that's right. Okay, Uh, you're wrong. It's number two. Really? Apparently absorbs metal particles, transforming it into a weapon. Don't quite know how that works, because in the game, you literally give it the rusted sword. Yeah, that was my thinking. I was like, <laughs> give it the rusted sword. It doesn't... Okay. Apparently Interesting. Not. Apparently not. Right. Next one. Um, Zamazenta. This Pokemon slept for aeons while in the form of a statue. It was asleep for so long, people forgot it ever existed. Second one. Its ability to deflect any attack led to it being known as the Fighting Master's Shield. It was feared and respected by all. Finally, this Pokemon has slumbered for a long time. Some myths claim that it is Zacian's younger sister. Others say the two are rivals. Uh, I think think it's the first one again, because they, they're not statues. They're not the statues. They're ghosts in the slumbering wield, not the statues. Okay, so I've got down that it's number three. The Pokemon slumbered for a long time. Of course you have. Of course I have. So that's a a zero for two so far. So the final Pokemon, if we've gone for Zacian and Zamzenta, what do you think the last one is? Uh, I mean, I'm going to say Eternatus. It's Stunfisk. Of course. The the, the trio. Um, (laughs) Its skin is very hard, so it is unhurt even if stepped on by sumo wrestlers. It smiles when transmitting electricity. Second Pokedex entry. Thanks to bacteria that lived in the mudflats with it, this Pokemon developed the organs it uses to generate electricity. The third and final one. Most people fail to spot the bright yellow exclamation mark at the tip of its tail as it is usually buried too deeply in mud. The third one? Are you sure? Fairly certain on that one. You're correct. So well done. You got one out of three, which means I have to quiz you again next week. Yeah, I'm still annoyed about this Amazenta thing. <laughs> like, I don't... Because I know the statues it's talking about. Yeah, it's the ones yeah, yeah. that B uncovers. Yes. yes. And they're, they're just statues. They're just statues, yeah. It, like, a lot of the statues in the in the Galar region aren't even of the dogs. It's of a person holding a sword and shield. Like, a person, mm-hmm. the king. So, yeah. So, one out of three. Well done on it. Um, I think we've got a really quick question uh, from Rising Phoenix. 
if you created your own evil team, what would be its name and purpose? It would be uh, Team Popper. Oh. And we would be, uh, our goal would be to stop the uh, poor breeding of Pokemon. So oh. people who are just like overly breeding Pokemon to get the best one and then just like boxing or releasing a bunch of them. Like we, our goal would be to stop that. Cause like in the real world, poppy farms and stuff like that exist and they're a real problem. So I can only imagine people who are like breeding for shinies and stuff like that. Mm. I, I think that would be a real problem within the Pokemon universe. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, actually, no, you're absolutely right. That would be a problem. Um, For me, my evil team, um, oh, off the top of my head, I I don't know what it's... Uh, team Gym. There we go. Let's just call it Team Gym. Let's not... No, Team Challenge is what we're going to call it. And in every city, my evil team is going to create a rival gym, much like there is two gyms in Saffron City, because it's, it's pointed out that Sabrina's gym came along and it was able to beat the fighting type gym gym. Therefore, it became the like the the number one gym in that city and recognized by the Pokemon League. So I would create you know multiple gyms in each city in order to undermine the current gym leaders, get them booted out, and then once I've got all eight gyms in the uh, in the region locked down, well then I can start to you know charge people for different perks in order to battle us. Are you coming in with uh, three Pokemon? Well, for an extra fifty Pokemon dollars. You can have a fourth Pokemon and start to make money from it. <laughs> I like go. that a lot. Uh, we do have another question as well. Oh, okay. From Taylor McLeo. I yes. apologize if you've said your last name wrong. Um, in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, how are they going to incorporate trainers in the open world areas? In Sword and Shield and Legends Arceus, they dodged the idea entirely. Mm. So how do you think they will do it? So... There are a couple of overworld trainers in Legends Arceus, but they—it's post-game, I believe. It's the um, mm-hmm. the the three the sisters. sisters, yeah, and they just kind of stand around. You have to approach them. I personally don't want that. I don't want it where you approach them. What I would like is, and I'm thinking of this for when I eventually nuzlocke the game and you know randomize it. Is I would love you know you're just wandering through an open world. And, you know, trainers maybe just ride up to you on bikes and challenge you, or some of them, you know, ride around. And if you get into their spotlight, then you're, you're forced to bow. That's how I'd like to see it implemented. What about you? So I will say in Legends Arceus, the sisters have like a proximity. Oh, so do if they? you come oh. within a certain radius of them, then they do challenge you. So Ooh. I think that's really how it will be implemented. Much like yourself, though, I don't want people just standing in places. Nah. I would like people to be. I, as much as like I've said, oh, I want the Pokemon to feel alive. I'd like the people to feel alive as well. Yeah, like I'd love them to be doing their own thing and be like, "Hey, you're a trainer. I'm a trainer. Let's let's do a battle." Yeah, no, I completely agree with that. And we we saw a little, I say a little bit. We saw the bare minimum of that in Sword and Shield in the wild area where you could see people riding around. There was supposed to be other people playing the game or something. Like that. It didn't work, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But but like. They've proved that they can have NPCs riding around, so that that can be done. So let, let's take it the next step and have the trainers roaming around, and if, if they spot you, then time for a Pokemon battle. Yep, sounds sounds about right. 
I'd be happy with that. Um, if you've got a comment or question, you can reach us by leaving a comment on our podcast on YouTube or emailing goldenrodpod at gmail.com. And you know what? Challenge the next question, because we've never had a question at the Gmail account. The next person to email in a question is guaranteed to get it asked on, on here, as long as it's like slightly Pokemon or podcast related. Um, so, uh, Connor, what have you got coming up? Uh, I've got a video in the works at the moment about... Oh God, what's it about? Ah, it was in referencing to the most recent trailer about the Herba Mystica, looking into the Herba Mystica oh. and what that is referencing to in real world. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Right, I'm, I'm, I, I love your theory videos. Keep them coming. Um, it's, it's for me. I haven't really got a lot. I'm just working on things that they're like different videos and stuff that I want to get out there. Um, so just watch the space from me, I guess. Um, and that's the show for this week. If you've gotten this far, you're just a top dollar, aren't you? Connor, where can we find you? You can find me on my YouTube channel at Captain Fidget or on Twitter at Cap Fidget. Perfect. And I'm Ben. You can find me as Professor Hoenn Gaming on YouTube. Got it right this time. And prof- well, <laughs> the only time. And Professor Hoenn on Twitter and Twitch. And as for the Golden Rob Podcast, you can find us on the usual podcast platforms. Search for Golden Rob Podcast on YouTube or on your usual podcast app. Leave a like on YouTube or a five-star review if you're listening as a podcast. We'll be back next Friday for another week of Pokemon podcast content. See ya! See ya!